the big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract, ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. All the hate, all the excitement, all comes to a close tomorrow, 1.05 p.m. for Pacific Time uh, at the Cotton Bowl at Jerry Land. So, Nate, start off, how are you feeling about the game? I'm feeling really excited, especially that uh, Dexter Lawrence isn't able to play. That's a huge plus in our uh, arsenal for Dex to run. Um, uh, but I think uh, the guys aren't going to have that in mind. Like, that's going to be a big um, factor in that. They're just still going to have the mindset that they did. Uh, thinking that he was going to play. Yeah, you know, I, I was not going to lie. I'm, I was pretty happy that that guy wasn't going to play, but then I, I can't remember the guy, the backup's name, but apparently the backup is a, he's a fi- uh, fifth-year senior, so he definitely can play. Um, I guess it was just that Dexter Lawrence is such a otherworldly player that he was behind him, but it's not like it's going to be just some random guy that they're putting in there. Clemson still is going to have uh, a great D-line out there against our O-line. Um, let's see, we got a few guys joining us here. Bill Hackett, uh, Jason Bogonia. Justin Knox, uh, Nick Yoder's on, Carlitos Cruz Rivera's on with us. Uh, who else? Say hey if you're watching. What's up, Nick? Happy holidays, buddy. Good, hope you're doing well out in South Bend. Um, as you can see, we have on our perfect season matching shirts. Uh, I, I'm per- personally very optimistic about the game. I know there's a lot of hate out there. There's a lot of people that are uh, doubting the Irish, and uh, that's kind of where we want to be. I mean, uh, when you look back to the Michigan game, there was ESPN, all the talking heads were picking Michigan to beat us, and... Uh, what happened? We came out and put a hurting on them. Uh, so yeah, ten point. I think the spreads moved to about ten to eleven and a half points somewhere in that range uh, in Vegas. So that's fine. You know, let them hate. Um, at the end of the day, uh, they got to go out there and play the football game. And I think that Kelly has them ready to go. I think the underdog factor in this game is going to play a huge part because Coach Kelly's saying, "Well, look, everyone's hating on you." And they got that fire that they're going to bring to the game Absolutely. with that underdog mindset. You know, it's funny. I, there's been so many different websites out there that have broken down every single X and O and every single intangible and every single thing related to this game. But again, it all matters what happens in between the white lines tomorrow. Uh, you know, is Ian Book going to be able to handle that environment? I think he's going to be fine. He, you know, in the interviews, I know we've watched a lot of the interviews. He just seems very cool, calm, and collected. I don't think the moment's too big for him. I think back to the 2012 game, you kind of saw Everett Golson. 
Um, and, and not that he looked scared, but he just didn't have that same calm composure, confidence uh, that Ian seems to have in some of these interviews that I've seen. Uh, we got Brian Little, your favorite blockhead. Big shout out to my boy, Brian Little. He helps us uh, get these shows over to iTunes. Um, and yeah, so I want to thank everybody for joining us. We're going to have, we have two guests on today. They'll talk a little bit about the game and kind of just their career at Notre Dame in general. We have uh, Scott Daly, who was a longtime long snapper for the Irish, also is now going to be playing in the AAF New Football League. Uh, and then we'll have Amir Carlisle on, who is a wide receiver running back uh, for the Irish. Uh, he'll be on a little bit later as well. Uh, they're both going to be playing in the AAF. want to talk a little bit about that because um, we're really excited about that. We finally have a team back in San Diego, uh, the fleet, so we'll be excited to watch them play. Got James Boylan, hi from Dublin, and go Irish, beat Clemson, absolutely. Ken Murphy, we will be fine. Uh, Ed Smith says Irish by 15. Ed, if that's right, I'm sending you a t-shirt, baby. If we win by 15, I'm sending Ed Smith a t-shirt. Um, yeah, hope everybody had a great Christmas. I know a lot of you guys uh, on our Dill Supercons page kind of showed pictures of what you got and everything like that. I want to give a huge thank you to Robert Miller, who lives out in South Bend, for uh, hooking us up with a, uh, one of the Sports Illustrated um, uh, magazines with Ian on it with a personalized message. It said two Dill Supercons. That was freaking awesome. So thank you, Robert Miller, for that. And thank you to Amy for sending us a copy of that, Rhonda Jean, um, our boy Philip Labar. Thank you guys all very much. Before we get too much into this, I do want to give a big shout out. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's watching, but uh, we, we were contacted on our Dill Supercons page the other night by a gentleman named Nathan Hendricks. No relation. Uh, their last name is spelled a little bit differently. Um, his father uh, had become very ill, and uh, Nathan was looking for just something to, to get a smile on his dad's face. He hadn't seen his dad smile in quite some time. and uh, So we went to work and uh, got a hold of our boy Bill Hackett. And as always, Bill made magic happen. Bill is one of the most selfless guys you'll ever meet. Uh, Bill got Coach Holtz on the phone, said, hey, can you give this, shoot this guy a text? And just saying we're praying for him. Sure enough, a few minutes later, Coach Holtz texted him and said, hey, we're praying for you and the whole thing. Um, and then Coach Holtz actually ended up calling him and just really put a big smile on this guy's face. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Hendricks, Nathan's dad, passed away this morning. Uh, so we want to give a, uh, we want to let you know, Nathan and, and family, the Hendricks family, we're praying for you guys. Uh, we're in your corner. Your dad's got the best seat in the house tomorrow, and uh, you'll be in our thoughts and prayers. So I wanted to get that out there, too. Um, so with all the sad stuff out of the way now, I want to, we'll go ahead and bring, it looks like we're about time to bring Scott Daly on. Maybe a little bit early, but we'll give him a shot here and see what happens with that. Um, and again, if you guys are uh, watching the show, make sure you um, comment, ask questions you might have for Scott and or Amir. We'll try to get those answered for you on air. Hey, Scott, how you doing? This is Jason and Nate, the Dill Supercons. How are you? What's up, guys? How you doing? We're doing great, man. How's everything for you? Doing great, yeah. Good Excited deal, man. To be on, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So, hey, um, yeah. are, are you going to be at the game tomorrow by any chance? Unfortunately, no. I'm actually out in San Diego right now. I'm spending time with my girlfriend and her family uh, during the holidays. But, uh, no, I, I know a bunch of other teammates are going to be out there, guys in the area, um, guys that I played with. But, uh, no, I'll be watching them uh, from out here in Cali. But, uh, yeah, it's really exciting for the game. Awesome. So uh, let's talk a little bit about you, what you're up to now. I know, I, I think I saw anyways, you signed with an AAF team. Can you talk a little bit about that league and what that experience has been like and, and kind of how the future is going to unfold for that whole situation? Yeah, absolutely. So right after, um, so I signed with the Dallas Cowboys this April, um, and I was able to spend time with them this offseason, and it was a just a tremendous experience. I was able to compete, get great experience, great exposure to the NFL game, what it's all about, the ins and outs. Um, 
and it was just an awesome experience. Uh, so I was let go right after final cuts, and um, I started hearing rumblings actually in the summer before training camp about this new league called the Alliance of American Football, and really, you know, didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I've heard a lot of leagues and startup leagues like this that have, you know, tried to start up and really just fell through due to whatever reason, whether it's funding or fan support or talent, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, a lot of them just really haven't been able to break through. But I uh, heard a lot of positive things about this. Heard that Bill Polian was really the, the head leading this whole charge. And, uh, yeah, just heard a lot of great things about it. And then, luckily, um, through my experience at Dallas, uh, our GM for San Antonio is uh, Daryl Johnston, who was a famous Dallas Cowboy. He played with the Cowboys uh, in, in the heyday in the 90s, and they won their three Super Bowl championships. And, uh, um, so, yeah, so he actually reached out to Dallas and uh, asked them uh, about long snappers and who they recommend. And luckily, uh, they put my name out there and he reached out to me, offered me a contract. And, yeah, I'm just really excited to get started. Um, it's just very, very exciting league, I think, just for a lot of guys. Because with the NFL, there's a very thin line in terms of reserves out there. There's really no farm system or other league right now. Um, or for a lot of guys can really – uh, have film where they can showcase themselves, be in a league where they can they can uh, continue to play, and really just you know have an opportunity just to jump right in, into the NFL. There's always a lot of question marks whether guys are staying in shape, whether they've been playing, working out, whatever it may be, if they're healthy. But uh, I think this leads to be a tremendous opportunity for guys that really are you know just starting their career and really just need to have another opportunity, have another uh, chance to really prove themselves and showcase themselves uh, on the football field. And guys that are on the latter end of their career as well, guys who are, you know, uh, towards the end of their career and really just trying to revamp and have another, you know, second chance to where they can prove themselves. But just really excited about it. I think I know there's a couple other ND guys uh, like myself. I know Niles Morgan, uh, Mir Carlisle, Max Redfield, and uh, John Montalis are on uh, a couple other teams in the league. And uh, just really excited exciting you know, back to play football and yeah see see what I can do and just prove myself that I can play in the NFL yeah that's a great point I really like this AAF situation I know they're going to like do some cool things like in-game betting and things like that and it's all going to be uh from what I understand it's all going to be televised on CBS so I'm really glad guys like you Max Amir and John Monolius will be able to get a, a second crack at this and and see what can, see what can happen maybe translate into to a future in the NFL or hopefully this league will take off and you guys will be able to, to make some money there too um, so, wanted to go back and talk about your your career at Notre Dame. Uh, you were you were one of the the more you had a very long successful career with the Irish, uh, culminating with some big games. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Coach Kelly. There's been a lot of talk about you know in the previous years that Coach Kelly couldn't win the big game. He couldn't you know he wasn't the right guy for the job and things like that. What do you say to some of those people out there that think that maybe Coach Kelly doesn't have it in him to win the big game? I mean, I definitely. Uh why people would want to say that, you know, there were times in Notre Dame um, that we had opportunities to win the big games, whether it was 2015 or 2014, or you can just go back and, you know, I'm sure you can point fingers at whatever you want, but um, I think if you look at the blueprint in 2012 that he was able to put together and, you know, have that great team, have that great schedule to where we were able just to run the table, do our business, take care of it all, and, you know, have a chance, have an opportunity to play for national championships. So it's definitely possible, and, um, you know, it's just very difficult to play in our day. I think the fact that you've been able to stay independent for so long is we've had the flexibility to schedule very difficult teams and teams that are not, you know, uh, typical ACC teams uh, that a lot of um, teams in a uh, so-and-so conference would have to play or be forced to play. 
Um, so I think it's just very difficult to play Notre Dame. I think people just don't really fully realize how hard it is to play for Notre Dame and the fact that everyone's giving you their, you, their A game. They're playing you 100% each and every week. It's not an off week. They, if you beat Notre Dame, that makes your entire season. Yeah. So teams are going to be throwing everything that they can at you, things that you've never seen on film the previous weeks, trick plays, things that just are going to throw you for a loop. And I think Coach Kelly's done a great job of that. He's, you know, dealt with um, the good and the bad and the indifference. And I think he's just, you know, got the guys ready this year. They've put it together. They stayed healthy. And um, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, what was your favorite game that you played in at Notre Dame? I've been asked this question a lot, uh, especially um, uh, recently. Uh, it's got to be a tie between uh, the Michigan game uh, at home in 2014. We were able to just put everything together, just have a great game, um, shut them out, and just to hear the student section, you know, singing, nah, 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 hey, hey, <laughs> it was It was just uh, such a great, cool moment where you can just kind of really sit back and have to worry about the score, you know, during the last final minutes and just really soak in the atmosphere and just, you know, it's just one of those moments that, you know, you dream of when you're coming to Notre Dame, you hear about, you know, playing in the big games and, you know, playing in those great atmospheres and to be able to, you know, have that kind of game and have that kind of experience uh, was just incredible. So I have to say the 2014 Michigan game. And also a uh, close second probably the LSU game uh, in, tw- in 2014 as well. Just the fact that we had lost so many games in a row. We had so much high potential. And for Kyle Brenza just to go out, you know, on a high note and hit that game winner against you, um, just was just an moment to cap off just a crazy year uh, full of highs and lows. So probably those two games. Absolutely. So I, I know a lot of long snappers, a lot of special teams guys don't necessarily get the, the love that they deserve related to, you know, getting in there and making tackles and things like that. But I, I think you were, to me anyway, stood out as somebody who was always willing to get in there Make a tackle, not give up on a play, that kind of thing. Did, did you play, like, you know, did you play linebacker or something like that as well in high school? What made you so ferocious out there, just trying to get after the football? <laughs> uh, so I played tight end in high school. Um, in my early years in high school, I was actually a baseball player that happened to fall into football. So um, I was able to, you know, translate into the football field. Um, they couldn't really find a spot for me in my early years, like my freshman and sophomore years in high school. I was quarterback my first year I was a tight end I was a fullback I was a line all over the place they just didn't know where to put me and then finally I was able to grow my body a little bit come my junior and senior year um, where I was able to build the tight end and kind of have solidify that spot um, and just you know try to be well balanced I think that you know the guys at Penn look for guys that you know are just all around great players great people but um, I think that definitely helped me in terms of just being an overall athlete you know in terms of playing Notre Dame yes in terms of specialists like you have to be Yes, a great kicker, punter, snapper, but you have to be a great athlete as well to be really, really good at what you do. So I took that with the utmost seriousness, and all of us did when we were at Nerd, and we hit the weight room extremely hard. We took our conditioning extremely seriously, our mental preparation and everything just to be the best overall, all-around players that we can be. So have you, have you kept up with uh, this year's team and, and some, of the, some of the highs? And, well, it really wasn't any lows, but some of the, the high points. And, <laughs> and, I mean, if you have kept up with this team, what are your – True and honest thoughts about tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's matchup against Clemson. Uh, I have kept up with this team, actually. Um, it's just been a lot of fun to watch these guys, you know, put it all on the field together. I mean, every year Notre Dame has great talent, and that's never in question. I mean, Notre Dame recruits very well. They bring in great guys from the get-go, freshmen that can play. And um, this year especially, we knew that they had, you know, great talents. And, but the fact that they were all just able to stay healthy, they were able to, able to execute, win the big games, and just able to do what they do. It's just been a lot of 
these guys just have done a great job. Um, I feel very confident going into the Clemson game tomorrow. Um, I think that this team, honestly, is probably one of the most balanced teams I've ever seen in terms of offense, defense, special teams. They just have depth at every position. Um, you know, Coach Kelly does get a lot of credit, but his position coaches are just incredible. That he, he, he puts together year in, year out. Guys that leave for other head coaching jobs or other um, uh, coordinator positions, he's able to bring in guys year in, year out that – understand what Notre Dame is all about, understand the culture, and they can just step in right away and be able to help this team be extremely successful. So I think it's going to be obviously very close. Clemson's obviously very, very balanced as well, very well coached with Coach Sweeney. But I think they're going to you know, have an upper edge. Uh, they played a lot of tough games, a lot of close games, and I think they're going to come out on top. So we got a couple of questions here from the uh, the audience. Ken Murphy, who I don't know if you remember Ken, but he's – well, there's a moth flying on me. Um, he, he was a, uh, he's a fantasy camp guy and he'd like to know what is the hardest thing about being a long snapper? Hardest thing I would say about being a long snapper is mentally. I mean, there are a lot of great guys who can go out there, snap the ball, um, that can do it over and over again. Um, it's a lot of muscle memory, but the biggest thing is just your mental game. What's between your ears, uh, just your overall confidence, knowing that you can go out there, you know, in practice, you know, when no one's watching you, but at the same time, you can go out there in front of 8,000 plus fans and be able to execute, you know, under the highest of pressure. And I take that uh, with the utmost seriousness and I enjoy it so much. I, I love all eyes being on me. I love having the ball in my hands, being able to um, help control um, the outcome um, of the special teams play, um, whether it's getting points or getting a punt, uh, being a team deep. And I just love being out there, having the ball in my hands and very cool very cool so you said you're out in san diego right now where are you going to be uh going back to train for the upcoming aef season here soon yeah so we actually have training camp coming up january 4th um we had mini camp uh, about two weeks ago down in san antonio and it was just very exciting it was definitely a cool experience a little bit different um i was trying to keep my eyes open just be very open-minded about what this league's going to be all about. I knew it was probably going to be different in the NFL, but it was very well run, very similar to an NFL program. Um, from top to bottom, from the head coach, the GM, to our position coaches, everyone. And so I head down January 4th. Uh, we got training camp from January 4th, January 30th, and then we have final cuts after that. And our season starts up February 9th uh, in San Antonio uh, on CBS against San Diego. Nice. Yeah, actually, I think we're going to be at that game. No, at San Diego. Oh, at San Diego. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, yeah, we're going to... We're going to definitely get out and support the AF as much as we possibly can out, you know, out in the San Diego area. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, really looking forward to it. Um, so any, anything else you'd like the audience here to know about kind of what you're up to? How can people stay in contact with you and follow your, uh, your time at AAF and, and beyond? Yeah, I mean, so my social media handles are at SDaily61, uh, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, giving this helpful bubbling of shots. Um, you know, it's very blessed and fortunate and grateful to be able to have my five years in Notre Dame. I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything. And it's been a lot of fun watching these guys, um, you know, having just great success and being able to put it all together on the field. But, uh, yeah, just really excited about this whole AF experience. Hopefully I'll be able to get back in, in the NFL, have an opportunity, you know, with long snappers. It's, you know, it's one thing to have talent, but it's another thing to have timing, um, kind of fall into the right team at the right time. And that's, you know, the, the battle that I'm fighting right now. But, you know, you, you, you just got to trust the process and, you know, trust yourself and your preparation and all the work you put in and um, see how it all pans out. So we got one more question that came in here from Susie Anderson, another SoCal lady. She said, what's the most valuable thing you learned at Notre Dame? The most valuable thing I learned about Notre Dame, um, well, 
first off, uh, the people that I was able to um, uh, be around at Notre Dame just made the place so special. You know, people ask me all the time, what makes Notre Dame truly special? And I think it's the people that they bring, whether it's the professors, the coaches, your fellow students, just everyone is all in at Notre Dame. And one thing I learned uh, most is just how to, how to be a man. You know, it's one thing to be at college and to be by yourself, but to be at Notre Dame where you're competing at the highest level in terms of academics and you're competing at the highest level in terms of football. You really have to um, really be a man and just, you know, handle your time extremely wisely. And um, I learned so much more life lessons just on top of that and just to be able to compete at the highest level, both in the classroom and on the field, was just a tremendous experience. I think an experience that not many people get to um, get to have in their life, and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's awesome. All right, Scott. Well, hey, I know you're a busy guy, and you're spending some time with family, so we're going to go ahead and let you go. We, we really, truly appreciate the time, and we're really looking forward to following your career with the AAF. Jason, Nathan, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, have a great holiday. Awesome. Same to you guys. Go Take Irish. Care. Go Irish. Bye-bye. All right, once again, Scott Daly showing why when we get these Notre Dame uh, alumni on, it's such an honor because these guys are just good, grounded people, uh, good guys contributing, and just a good head on their shoulders. So once again, thank you to Scott Daly. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines here for a minute, 951-206-9403, uh, if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can give us a call. We're going to get Amir Carlisle on here in about 10 minutes. But in the meantime, if you want to give us a call, we'd be happy to have you on. Uh, Margaret Rayburn Campbell said, love Scott. Yep, we do too. We also love Tyler. So we'll be looking for him uh, to come on the show as soon as the season's over, which hopefully is on January 8th, one day after the championship game in January 7th, Santa Clara. So hey, who's going to the championship game on January 7th? Anybody off hotels booked? Anybody making those plans yet? Um, and then how many of you guys are watching uh, this podcast or listening to this podcast from uh, the Cotton Bowl in, in, uh, in Arlington? Give us a Give us a call if you want to jump on real quick. We have a few minutes of uh, open phone lines until we have Amir Carlisle on. Once again, the number is, I'm going to type it here in the comments, but it's 951-206-9403. If you want to give us a call and talk a little bit about the upcoming Clemson-Notre Dame matchup tomorrow. Um, you, heard, uh, you heard Scott talk about Coach Kelly's preparation for these games, and um, I think Coach Kelly's proved a lot of the haters wrong when it comes to getting prepared. I mean, Last year, there's been some debate on, you know, do you call that a big game? Do you not call that a big game against LSU? Um, uh, I think it was a big game. The, you know, I, I mean, it's, it was a at top SEC school. You know, they were, they were at a top five school for a long time this year. So, you know, he had them up and ready for that game. We get, do have a, we have a call coming in right now from Grand Rapids. See who this is. Hello, this is Dose Leprechauns. Hey, it's Cool Mike from Grand Rapids, Michigan. How are you doing? Hey, we're doing good, man. How are you? Sure. Sometimes we really don't. Uh, uh, we really assume an awful lot of things about players, and normally they're false. Absolutely. So it was a, such a great perspective. Also, uh, just an FYI, a group of us just said a prayer for the Hendricks family. Awesome. Thank um, you very much. That's so. That, that's so like Billy Hackett. That's so like Lou Holtz. Yep. Just selfless people who never ever think of themselves. No. into that man i appreciate you doing that and i'm sure they do as well uh yeah it's um, uh, getting on the topic of football uh i think the irish win tomorrow in overtime i think it's going to be just another typical game where 
were gut-wrenching and gut-wrenching. Let's face it, Clemson's really good. Yeah, they are. So uh, are we. In order for us to go to that level, the next level, which we want to take it, in the same manner two years ago, uh, as time expired, Clemson hit a touchdown to end the game and beat Alabama and took the crown away. Yeah. I think we're going to do something similar, um, and that, that can catapults us to the next level. That... We'll go from there. One of the, one of the things they think is uh, – going to be significant you can we're all irish fans we all want it to win the significance is this if the o-lang can come of age and give ian book some time and ian book himself has to hit receivers we've seen in the past he's had a little tendency sometimes to overthrow but if he can hit those receivers who are much who are great receivers yeah our wide receivers are so underrated if he hits them clemson's going to have a very hard time um basically getting our offense off the field. Big, physical, big fast. Right you know, I, I, I think, you know, I'm not this, I'm no uh, offensive coordinator or anything like that, but I think that it's going to be crucial to mix in some trickeration. I think you're going to see uh, some bubble screens, some, some screens, some misdirection. I've seen a lot of uh, talk that Braden Lindsay, the freshman uh, uh, wide receiver that can just, that he's had some really good practice weeks here leading up to the game. So don't expect to, don't be surprised if you see some trickeration out of those guys. That's right. In the past, because of team speed, but we have here. I I, I believe uh, this to be very very true. That I think Clemson is a team. Uh, Clemson's a really good team. Alabama's a good team. But in the end, these blowout games, fifty to three, and what they come back to haunt you when you play really good teams or teams that are coming of age. Sure. When it comes down to it, and it's in that gut wrenching time. And Clemson is a championship team. We all know that. But we have been in this position and pulled it out every game this year, whether it be Michigan, whether it be Virginia Tech, whether it was Northwestern, and even the season uh, game against the final game against USC. You know what? In the end, uh, the crown belonged to us. And whether or not uh, we, you know, I think it's time. Tomorrow's really going to, uh, tomorrow's going to be one of those things where when we're watching the second game, all of us are so excited and just going to have a special smile on our face, um, you know, that we got where we are, because oftentimes we criticize Coach Kelly, but he said the process, we're doing it right, we planted the tree, we're watering it, we had a few, we had some challenges, we certainly had some seasons that didn't lift expectations, but in the end, the tree is growing and it's getting stronger by the moment, and I'll tell you, I'd like you to tell me one more, one team that's got as much uh, offensive speed and defensive speed us. Yeah, Alabama certainly does, but we're right up there with them all. So, yeah, from, Irish. absolutely. 29, 28, we are going for two. I love it. I love it. 29, 28, Mike's calling his shot. We'll see if you're right, man. We'll talk to you later. Go have a great day. Thanks, thanks guys. All right, go Irish. All right, we're going to call somebody back from Texas that called a couple times, see who that is. Hopefully they answer. Hopefully they're at the game. That'd be pretty cool. Or at the festivities. See who's calling from Texas. It was. Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? Uh, just a second. Hi, just a second. Sorry for the delay, guys. This is crazy. Entering intro music now. 
Is this my boy Brian Little? You might be able to tell from the image that I just sent you that uh, your favorite blockhead has just put on his MMA gloves. He's walked out of gorilla position, and he is bathing himself in a disgusting saliva water, just like Triple H, and he's walking to the ramp. Uh, this is not the Jim Rome smack-off. This is not uh, 8192. This is the J to the Nate show. But you know I have an invasion from YFB that you never saw coming. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, this is our favorite blockhead, your favorite blockhead, Brian Little online. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine, man. Just uh, kind of wanted to come in and uh, on your show. But uh, as you can tell, I'm a different breed, but you're still trying to chop away this tree and turn me into a lifer for Notre Dame. But what, what can I say? I'm looking forward to a different story, except... Other than Alabama or Clemson, I'm looking forward to you guys because, you know, the narrative is just better with Notre Dame. Amen. And I think you're going to get it. Has, has uh, You live in Texas. Has Texas been completely invaded by Irish fans, Irish faithful? It's kind of been a hit or miss with a lot of people because I've talked about this on my podcast with you guys. Well, mentioning you guys, I mentioned this how there are a lot of highbrow types, I guess you could say, that are saying that Notre Dame has just not played any real team and they just have an undefeated streak, but they're about to have their more than they can take when they go up against Clemson. And I'm just going, well, you know, I'm, I'm sitting back with the wait-and-see kind of mentality, but I just go, it's, it's been an uphill battle for y'all, and I know you want to get off your chest, so why don't you vent about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny to me that people say we haven't played anybody. We've, we've had, we have three wins against top 25 opponents, unlike our opponent tomorrow who doesn't have that many. And you look at our schedule, you know, we, we beat Syracuse by 35, a team that took them – Clemson down to the wire. You know, we beat a ranked Northwestern team. We beat a very good Mich Michigan team in the first game of the season with a quarterback that ended up being our backup quarterback without our starting running back. So, you know, people can sit there and say that, but I think I, I think that there really is a Notre Dame bias. I think that a, a lot of people say this, and Drew Tranquil says it best, and he says that you either love Notre Dame or you hate Notre Dame. That's really, Brian, you might be the only remaining person that's kind of in the middle, and we're going to get you on our side here eventually. But, uh, you know, you can't have – can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, Notre Dame needs to join a conference because they don't play anybody. But then, you know, when they're not, you know, when they're beating all these teams that other teams can't beat, you can't then say they play a weak schedule. Just the, the, you got you to gotta pick a side. And I think people are going to find out tomorrow that Notre Dame was very, very much battle-tested this year. And, you know, they, they went on the road several times. They finished the season playing in New York and then flying right. back to California to play a, a game SC school team that, although they didn't have – a lot of team camaraderie. They have a crap ton of talent. So, you know, yeah. you got, they, they, were, they had more miles traveled in their games than anybody in the country. Now they're healthy. They got a couple guys back. They're, yeah, they, they're, they're totally healthy. They've had three, four weeks to rest. Um, and from all I can see, they're locked and loaded and ready to kick some tiger ass tomorrow. And speaking of healthy, I don't know if you noticed, but there's been a couple of uh, controversies that have made me raise an eyebrow on the other side, too, because Notre Dame is starting to look a lot, a lot like the Alexander Gustafson of NCAA football right now. Because if I haven't noticed, Clemson and Bama have been taking some hits for some uh, substances that are uh, questionable. I think that's going on. But uh, that's one know. way to call it. I got, I got a guy, Douglas Johnson, who is, along with his brother Nick, are two of the biggest haters on the history of the planet related to Notre Dame. So I, I'd love for them to chime in here and, and have uh, watch the uh, snowball. Uh, kind of go downhill for them because uh, every time they try to uh, to uh, argue Notre Dame's schedule, I end up having to put the smackdown on them, you know, rock style. 
But hey, you, I like I like the I like the uh, Alexander Gustafson uh, reference. Uh, we'll drop a quick MMA second, and we got to get on to our next call. But I got yeah, Gus. Yeah, I, I just want to say the last thing before I let you let you go is that I appreciate the culture and education, just like your intro music song song goes. Shout to the guy who did the dose rap. Is that also I stumbled across a guy today who gives a better diagnosis of Dealey Plaza way more than anything that the Warren Commission come up with. His name was Walt Brown, and he has a Notre Dame graduate. He, he has a doctorate in history. Anybody hasn't looked up Walt Brown, go out and check him out. So one last thing, uh, you might want to let Nate know that, that you're going to put a password on your phone because he'd be acting up and putting your stuff on Instagram when you're not looking. So <laughs> other than that, uh, go Dust Leprechaun, go Nate, and as a dyslexic once said, go Nate or don't. Uh, All right, man. Have a good day, Brian. Later, brother. All right, Douglas Johnson, guys, just chimed in with Go Clemson. He's confused, but that's okay. Stick with your guns there, buddy, because you already know me, and when we win tomorrow, you're never going to ever hear the end of it, just like you said we were going to lose every other game this year. So that's cool. Uh, let's see. We are going to go ahead and get Amir Carlisle on right now, and then we'll have a couple minutes at the end for an open phone line. Nate, you got anything to add to Doug or Nick right now? I mean, they like USC and UCLA. They, don't even, they only like those teams when they're winning. Nick, when UCLA's any good, oh, man, UCLA's great. He told me in the offseason, this guy Nick Johnson told me UCLA was going to win the Pac-12. I think, what did they win, three, four games this year? Oh, Chip Kelly, that guy sucks. We have the best Coach Kelly on the planet. Not freaking Chip Kelly. He only knows how to coach offense. He forgets to recruit defense. Uh, and then Doug, I, I think once he was an SC fan, and, again, he only rears his ugly head when uh, SC's winning, which clearly wasn't this year or the last year for the Irish when he put a hurting on him. Hey, good afternoon, Amir. This is Jason and Nate, the Dos Leprechauns. Hey, how's it going? We're doing great. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Is this still a good time for you? Yeah, this is fine. Awesome. So we have Amir Carlisle on, former running back wide receiver for the Irish. Uh, Amir, tell us a little bit about what you're up to now. We talked to Scott Daly just a minute ago. He's a, a member of the AAF uh, family like you are. Can you talk a little bit about your AAF, what's going on with that? Yeah, so um, playing for the Birmingham Iron. Uh, the opportunity presented itself to continue my, my football career and um, kind of get a pass back to the NFL. And, you know, it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up on. So we, we have camp coming in San Antonio January 4th, uh, playing slot receiver out there, a talented team. Can't wait to get back on the field and, you know, have some fun and win some games. A couple of familiar faces on that team with Max Redfield too, right? Yeah, definitely. Saw Max. Um, we had minicamp a couple weeks ago. You know, Max is looking great. Um, you know, hopefully all goes well. We both make the team. You know, we could be big contributors for the team. That's great, man. So um, have you been following this year's uh, 2018 Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team? Yes, sir, I have. I've been following them each and every game. So so let's be honest. And we, talk, we talked to Scott a little bit about this. What, what's your take on the game tomorrow? How's that going to shape up? Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Uh, Clemson is a great team. You know, last time we played them in 2015, um, it was a, it was a great game down to the wire, and I expect nothing less out of this game. We have talented athletes on both sides of the ball, but you know I'm confident in our guys. Um, you know we've looked great this year. Great offense, great defense. They have a great balanced attack, and you know it's just going to come down to execution. And I know Coach Kelly is is going to prepare the execute tomorrow. Absolutely. So Amir, talk a little bit about your Notre Dame career. I know you were originally a USC recruit. We'll we'll forgive that for now. Um, but uh, what made you end up transferring to Notre Dame, and and how did all that play out? What was it like playing for Coach Kelly? Uh, so coming out of high 
laptop school, uh, but just due to distance, my family was still in California. Um, I, I took the, this, made the decision to, to stay closer to home and go to USC. But uh, my dad ended up getting a, a job at uh, Purdue as a director of sports performance. And uh, so when they made the move out to Indiana, um, it was kind of a no-brainer. And, and God made a way where I was able to, to make the transfer over and get the release. And, you know, it was kind of a – it was a godsend. And it was, it was a great experience. Um, coach Kelly, he's a hard-nosed guy. He's a tough coach. But, uh, you know, he gets the best out of you. And, you know, my time at Notre Dame was, you know, some of the greatest times of my life um, socially and it just – Football-wise, it was a, we had a great team and, and great camaraderie, and, and I think it really showed when we went out and played. Definitely, and I feel like that you get a lot of that from this team too. You see, see them feeling really loose out there. Seems like they're having a good time, but at the same time, they when you hear them interview, they seem really locked in and ready to go. Are you, are you still? Do you keep in contact with a lot of the guys on this team? And if so, uh, are they totally ready to go for tomorrow? Are they feeling pretty confident? Yeah. So the two guys who I've kept in contact with pretty frequently are, are Nick Cole. Oh, yeah, um, and, you know, the conversations we've had leading up to this game, they're ready to go. Uh, they've had a lot, a whole entire season of preparation. have got great experience off the field. And, you know, it's, now it's time to take all the, you know, the practice preparation of this last month and take it to the field and, and just play loose and execute it. And it's been great to be able to see those guys since those two were, were freshmen when I was my last year. And um, I kind of took them under my wing. And um, so I've worked out with, with both of them each time I've been able to go back in the off season, And so it's really been great to see them grow into the players they, they are now and be real contributors for the team. Very cool. Now, talking about your time at Notre Dame, uh, do you have a favorite game, a favorite memory that, it, that occurred on the field over there? Uh, yeah, probably my favorite game was Michigan in 2014 when we beat them 31-0. Um, you know, it was that, at the time, that was the last time we were playing them in the series. And to go out with a, a shutout win at, at home at night um, was, was a pretty amazing feeling. And you had a good game that, that game, didn't you? Yeah, solid game. All day would help contribute to the win, so <laughs> just made it even better. Um, did, what, did you end up, what, was your gradu- what did you end up graduating with from Notre Dame? I uh, graduated with an information technology management degree, so business, uh, Bachelor of Business Administration. And are you are you using that also, or are you just solely focusing on uh, the pro career at this point? Uh, no, yeah, I actually haven't been using IT specifically, but um, kind of dabbled in some entrepreneurship. Me and my dad opened up a, a training facility, and uh, I've I've been the head of getting our corporate uh, fitness boot camps underway. So just been having fun, um, just kind of you know helping my dad and, and I running the business. Very cool. Uh, what was the toughest stadium to play at? Uh, toughest stadium. Uh, 2013 Michigan. I think it was 115,000 people. That was tough because you couldn't hear anything. <laughs> and then in 2015 when we played Clemson, that was probably the most stadium in terms of the crowd. It just had a lot of energy. Um, they had a playing on third down, so it was it was pretty crazy. It was, those two stadiums were probably the, the two toughest to play in. Now, during that Clemson game in 2015, now the, yeah. it was pretty much a monsoon. I mean, what was it like yeah. playing in that kind of that kind of atmosphere, that kind of weather? So the weather, the weather, it was it was really stressful to be completely honest. Um, so we we went in the game with the regular gloves. Um, they didn't work at all. So they they tried to give us some some gloves that 
they're more like baseball gloves. So like leather instead of uh, sticky, um, that really didn't work because it, it was raining so hard that it, your glove was just drenched and the ball was drenched. So basically you had to revert to just trying to make body catches on the ball and just, just hopefully the ball was in, in the frame of your body to make the catch. So, yeah. Wow, yeah, that, I, I mean, you couldn't even really see the TV at certain points of the game. It was raining so hard. I, I'll never forget that game, man. Um, so do you, do you still keep in contact with a lot of the guys that you played with at Notre Dame? And if so, uh, do you guys try to make it back to campus every once in a while? Yeah, so I keep in contact with four or five guys. Um, Sheldon Dates, I'm in the Bay Area. He's in the Bay Area now. Um, Will Fuller, we're still close. Uh, CJ Procise. Unfortunately, oh, sorry, it's bus driving by. Oh, good. Um, it's, it's, it's tough in the, uh, during the season, obviously, to kind of link everybody's schedules. Together. But uh, I've been able to get together with a couple guys in the offseason. We all haven't, unfortunately, been able to get back to the campus at, at, one, at one time. But uh, I think it would be great to, to go see the new stadium and, and all the improvements they made. Absolutely. So last question I want to ask you about football-related stuff is, uh, you know, Coach Kelly took a lot of heat the last couple of years for not being able to win the big game. We asked Scott this question, too. I mean, do you feel like that's a misconception, or is there something there that for some reason uh, his teams just, uh, you know, don't have the opportunity to, to get in that m mindset to win those big games? I think it's just the big games that we, we didn't win, especially when I was there. Um, it was just kind of something. Ball didn't go our way, um, you know, kind of got down against Clemson, Stanford. They drove, we had the game with a touchdown. We thought they drove down, kicked the field goal. Um, so I really, I think Coach Kelly does everything to, to prepare his teams for, for big games. Um, his, his mantra is, you know, avoiding the outside noise and staying focused on the mission at hand and really focusing on preparation. So, um, you know, I think he gets, gets his teams. He got us. And I think he's getting the current team now um, as, as ready as they possibly can be for the, for this big stage. And, and I think this is the time we, we get over the hump in this playoffs and um, get a chance to, to get a national championship. Cool. All right, Amir. Um, tell the if you can let people know how they can stay in contact with you and your career. Let people know how they can get in touch with you. Uh, Instagram or Twitter. Um, my handle is SolarBot3, S-O-L-A-R-B-O-T number three um so yeah for posts I, I usually post on my story um stay updated on how the season goes we'll kick it off uh, february 10th against the memphis express of the aaf beautiful all right man well hey good luck in the aaf we're gonna be watching you and cheering you and max and, and Niles morgan and scott daly all these guys on and uh, we hope everything goes well for you thank you very much take care have a good one go irish right, you too go irish take care all right, so that was Amir Carlisle jumping on the line. Uh, as I mentioned, we are going to have an open phone line here for a few minutes, 951-206-9403. Give us a call. Let's talk a little bit about tomorrow's big matchup. How are you guys going to celebrate? How are you guys going to get together? Uh, are you going to be at a watch party? Are you guys going to be at the game? Maybe you're watching from uh, Texas. Uh, you, are you going to just watch at home alone like I'm going to because I don't think I should be in public for this? Um, oh, <laughs> we're going to batten down the hatchets. Nate will be with me, obviously, but he doesn't count. Just I'm kidding. good luck. Yeah, actually, Nate is good luck. And actually, we we're trying to get his friend Joey here because last year uh, his friend Joey came over uh, for the Notre Dame LSU game. And when he came over, we were losing. Uh, when Joey came in and walked in the door, we started winning, and Boykin made that catch. So 
Joey, if you're watching, we need you here tomorrow, dude, because we need that good luck. In the, okay, everything. in the comments, hashtag Joey come to the house. Yeah, hashtag Joey come to the house, watch the game. That's too long of a hashtag. But anyway, um, if nobody wants to call in, that's fine. We're going to be dropping it here in a second. Uh, again, 951-206-9403. Uh, I saw Dustin Johnson say that he's going to the game. That's freaking awesome. Uh, it said, great coaches win big games, as a Holtz would say. I don't know how we are going to win, but we are going to win. And I think that's going to have to be the mentality uh, tomorrow for these guys is find a way. You know, we talked a little bit about Braden Lindsay, the freshman speedster. Uh, he wears number 25, just like my idol, Rocket Ishmael. Um, so hoping he gets a chance to get the ball. Uh, maybe a jet sweep. Good luck. That's a first. Doug, what are you talking about? HS. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, let's see. Who else joined us? Uh, Connor Hoban is here. Michael Grud. What's up, Mike? Uh, Christy. Low and Mike and Matt, they're watching. That's Madmore Creations, the sign. Oh, speaking of that, I need to go and let everyone know who won the contest. I apologize. We had a, uh, a contest uh, to get people to, to come to the Dose Leprechauns page. Again, if you're not a fan of the page, please join us. Um, share, let us know. We have a lot of cool stuff going on there. I want to give a huge shout out, as always, to my team. Obviously, Nate, our co-host and helper on the page. We have Jason Pruitt, our editor-in-chief. Uh, Matt Dunbar, Ben Walters, somebody's calling in, Nate, take that. Okay. Ben Walters, uh, Wayne Smith, um, Jason Lynch, got a whole crew of people. What up? Who this? Hello? Hello, who is this? Okay, well, I guess they didn't want to talk to the Dose Leprechauns. Um, but yeah, so I want to thank all those guys for all their hard work that they put into this, this, this whole thing that we have going on. We're actually going to change our name to Dose Leprechauns Media because we have the edits that Wayne does. We have the articles that Patrick Forgot to mention Patrick. Patrick McCormick, Matt, and Pruitt do. Let's try this again. Bloomington, Illinois. Bloomington, Illinois. This is Dose Leprechauns. How are you? What's up? It's Ben. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. How are you? We're doing great, man. You excited for tomorrow? I'm totally excited for tomorrow. I'm hoping I can uh, make a victory video for, you, for Dose Leprechauns. Let's do it, baby. We got to make it happen. Um... So what's up? What, what's your what's your X factor for tomorrow? I know we've talked about it a little bit internally with the Dose Leprechauns. What's uh, what's your X factor for tomorrow? I think the X factor for tomorrow will be Jerry Tillery. Ooh, that's that's okay. really who I think needs to be and should be the X factor because we're going up against a freshman quarterback and he's a phenomenal player, but this is the biggest game that he's ever been in. And I saw a statistic about Jerry Tillery. When he's in the game, even though he doesn't always get the sack and he doesn't always disrupt the quarterback, he's taking other guys away from blocking the rest of our defensive line. And they said they showed all the statistics with him. And when he played, we had, like, I think it was like a 70% better chance of getting an interception or a sack. So... X-Factor, in my opinion. I like that. I, You know, to me, Jerry Tiller is one of those guys that, you know, he's he's going to make a play. And like you said, it's going to be one of those deals where um, <laughs> if he gets in the backfield, that's all he really needs to do because you're going to have Julian Aquara flying off the, off the edge. You're going to have Dalen Hayes flying off the edge. So if he can get in the backfield and cause some ruckus, they're going to have to really uh, – they're not going to be able to run the ball as much. You're not going to be able to give Lawrence as much time to throw. So I like that X-Factor. I was thinking more on the offensive side of the ball, but I like that X-Factor on defense. That's good stuff. Um, what have you heard about this backup that's playing for uh, Dexter Lawrence? I haven't heard much of anything about the backup. That's, okay. I mean, but then again, my you know I just got back into town. What is it? Uh, last night, so I really haven't been able to like focus a ton on 
you know, the la- the last couple days of things going on with the whole substance, not substance abuse, but you know what I mean. Yeah, steroids. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. Stuff. So I, I don't, I don't know, and we'll see. You know, um, I think Clemson's one of those teams, though, that they're just they're so good recruiting wise. Last few years, it, it's just another man up for them, and he'll do, in my opinion, probably just as good as Lawrence. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. I mean, we'll it's. See. At the end of the day, the old, our old line is going to have to play probably their best game of the season, and I think they will. I think they rise to the occasion. They, uh, Again, I, I think we've talked about this internally. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of just uh, grind and ground and pound run. You're going to see a lot of sweeps, jet sweeps, uh, end arounds, bubble screens, things like that. Going to have to mix it up, and I think they will. So looking forward to it, man. So, hey, Ben, thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yep, take it easy. Bye-bye. Go Irish. So we're uh, kind of looking over the Saturday now. we got a pretty good game going on in the uh, Camping World Bowl with West Virginia and Syracuse. Um, last thing I want to say is I truly, and I truly mean this, I believe we win tomorrow, and I believe it's going to be a close game. I, I don't know about the overtime thing that Mike called his shot for, but I think we win the football game. I just want to say, no matter what happens, this has been a successful season. 12-0 with the teams that we've played. Coach Kelly, that entire roster from uh, you know Ian Book and Tavon Coney and the team leaders to you know, the scout team, freshman, you know, center. They've all done their job. They've all got this team to this point when, in reality, most people didn't have us winning nine or ten games. So I just want to say a big shout-out to all the players, all the coaches for just a really tremendous, successful season. We're going to be back no matter what for a couple shows, uh, hopefully to break down the victory and then talk about the national championship game against either Alabama or Oklahoma. Uh, but uh, either way, we'll be back with a show to kind of break down the rest of the season. Um, continue to check out our, our Facebook page, Dill Supercons. Great stuff going on in there. We're going to have a live in-game thread that some of the guys will be running. Uh, but keep it positive, guys. The team feeds off whether the either the positivity or the negativity. A lot of people think me and Nate, our team, are all sunshine and roses and rosy-colored glasses. Yeah, we may be, but guess what? This is what I like to do. I love Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame athletics. I love the college. So I'm not going to ever be negative about it because it's, it's a release for me. It's fun. And, and that's, the way, that's the way it should be. If you take it so seriously that you're throwing TVs like Irish Marley, so thanks for watching our show, buddy. Then, then you got some issues there, man, because this is supposed to be fun. Uh, these guys are student athletes. They go to school first, and that's one of the reasons I, was, I gravitated towards Notre Dame in the first place is because they do it the right way. They make their kids go to class. The whole NCAA sanctions, that was because we were self-reported. I mean, say what you want, we do things the right way. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure everybody, you know, hold your cool tomorrow. Uh, no matter what happens, there's going to be adversity at times. I don't want to see people flipping out, jumping off, jumping off, the, off the fan train if things go a little haywire early and then we come back. You know, there's going to be adversity. Clemson's a very good football team. Dabo Sweeney's a very good coach. Lawrence, although he's 18, 19 years old, very good quarterback. They have a tremendous D-line, tremendous uh, wide receiver core. And Travis Etienne, we haven't talked about him, the running back, mm-hmm. is a phenom. He's a freak. So that's a good football team. But guess what? So are we. Our guys have worked hard. We're healthy. We're ready to go. Yep. You got anything else to close this off, Nate? I mean, this team has worked so hard. They deserve to be in the national championship. Anybody Amen. that says we're not in... Uh, Ohio State should be in. Ohio State lost to Purdue, Purdue. who got blown out today. Yeah. Um, another thing, they've also had turmoil this season with Dexter Williams, but they came back. Nothing phased them with that. Four and no to start off the season. Quarterback and change. Yep. Uh, and Dexter Williams had a great season, so yeah. Yeah, just I, such a great group of young student athletes. You hear every time we have somebody come on that's played for the Irish how you know well spoken they are, how they give back to the community. They're always doing things for fans giving back to the school they're good people and that's ultimately we want nate to be there when he's that age we want nate to to contribute to give back we want to be those kind of people and, and really 
you know, pay it forward, so to speak, to use that cliche. But uh, before we sign off here, I want to give a big shout out to our winner that we put in the randomizer for the Katie Kildane um, handcrafted, uh, hand, hand painted, I should say, uh, schedule that we did as the share contest. Uh, the winner is Ronald Crandall. So Ronald, we will in, uh, message you with details about how to claim that prize. Um, and again, everybody, please invite your friends to the page, share this podcast, let everybody know how they can find us. Uh, thanks to Brian Little, your favorite blockhead. You can also find us on iTunes. So uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You had Ben Walters who called in, one of the members of our team. He does exclusive hype videos and pregame videos and things like that, so check that out. I also wanna give a huge shout out, as the last thing, to Shane Scarlett, who is gonna be going live for us on the Dose Leprechauns page, exclusively on Dose Leprechauns, um, to show you some footage from the festivities going on down in Arlington right now. So check out our page. Everybody have a great time tomorrow. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get the dub. We're bringing the dub back, and we're gonna see everybody in Santa Clara on January seventh. With that, everybody have a happy New Year. Great time tomorrow. Go Irish. Beat Clemson. Leprechauns be the place, the podcast for inspiration and taste, with people all around from different sizes and shapes, different cultures and backgrounds in the race, we got Jason and Nate, hosts in the house, built to create, be in the lighthouse, the keepers of the gate, got the Notre Dame back in education, led the way, from the bus about to drive it home, to rock a man with a plan that was so grand, built the flight out the dome, Zorro without the mask but still cuts down, Nothing screams summer louder than a fresh hot dog from Circle K. Now, for a limited time, Ballpark Franks are only $1 each. Add your favorite topics and make it your own. Only at Circle K. Take it easy. The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions.